where nobody knows your name is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. Today we're going to be talking about episode... What is it now, James? 18. Episode 18 of season 2. Snow job. Snow job. Another wordplay. And this was aired on the 9th of February, 1984. Valentine's Day approaching. This this isn't a very uh, romantic episode. It's quite the opposite. A nice hate, hate relationship. And this episode was written by David Angel. Yeah, he's done, he's done a nice job. Last episode, we ended with Diane and Sam breaking up. Mm. And I was surprised in this episode to find out that they were still together. But it does seem uh, more tension. A bit rockier. It's a nice chord open. Yeah, bit of a strange one. So a mailman arrives with some letters for Coach and says, Ah, these are just bills. And Coach goes, Ah, I'll let him know. I'll give them straight to him when he arrives. Yeah. But Cliff walks back in with his pint and goes, Department policy regarding the uniform, son, states in part, and I quote, Uniform shirt shall be buttoned up to and including the second button from the collar of said shirt, unquote. You're letting us down, son. However, in this exchange, Cliff learns that in this uh, other postman's branch, they use the name uh, or the word Clavin or Clavin as a... Slang for rear end. Get get your head out, you Clavin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, originally, when uh, when Cliff heard that he was known in this in this one, he was quite flattered. Hey. Like, yeah. Then very quickly realised it was not a good thing. Mm. Quite a nice little quick cold open, which sets us into the tone of the bar. So we move on to the main episode from that. And it's George Washington weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Exactly. George Washington's birthday weekend. And uh, Diane is complaining a little bit how she never gets the holidays off. And Carla says that Sam always takes George Washington holiday off. And he always goes off for a ski trip with the with the lads. Mm. Lads, lads, lads. Ski, ski, skis. I imagine that's the exchange of a, of a lad's ski trip. <laughs> I have never been on one myself. <laughs> I, think, I think you got it pretty... Pretty bang on there, James. Yeah. <laughs> but Diane is confident Sam. Sam's not going this year, you know. They're together. Why would he go on a lad's trip? No, no lads, lads, lads. No ski, ski, ski. No. Um, <laughs> Diane, Diane, Diane. And I don't think Diane would mind if Sam said, I'm going to go skiing with some friends. Yeah. I don't think she'd mind too much. So what he does do, which I think uh, she minds. I just got a call from my Aunt Alice this afternoon. Uncle Nathan died yesterday. So, so he tells Diane that he has to go up to Vermont for a funeral. I guess that will ruin his skiing plans. And I think it's quite interesting how in the last episode, with the fortune cards, mm-hmm. fortune and men's weight, they got the card which was, a deception of romance proves costly. That's it. And it feels that that fortune is almost playing out in this episode, as Sam clearly lies through his teeth for 20 minutes. <laughs> Just 20 minutes of Ted Danson lying. And it's, it's, it's a very bad lie. I don't know what else really to say about it. I mean, they managed to take that concept of te- a Ted Danson character lying for 20 minutes, stretch it out into a TV show which now been going for four seasons. <laughs> and obviously you're referencing The Good Place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, his, his lies carry on there. <laughs> He's been doing it for 30 years. And, and then some. It's, it's an alright episode, I'd say. Yeah. But what I found interesting are those three separate storylines going mm. on. A storyline is this ski trip or mm-hmm. funeral type deal. But there's two other ones. And I think this is the order in which they're prioritised. Is yeah. that 
Second one is uh, Cliff is jealous of Norm's new friend, George Foley. Norm's new unemployed friend. So they're both out of work and they're both hanging out. In order to make more money, they're going to set up some kind of um, Chipperdale thing to a nice Donna Summer soundtrack. <laughs> I'm referencing the full Monty. <laughs> I feel I have to preface that because John gave me a really weird look. <laughs> I, did, I didn't quite understand, but it's fine. <laughs> Robert Carlyle film from the 90s set in Sheffield. I'm t- <laughs> I've just embarrassed myself. <laughs> but Cliff is very jealous because he's being left out. He's been yeah. saving all these facts all day that he's going to tell Norm. <laughs> he's sat there at the bar. Norm comes in and just goes, I'll go to the pool table. No little known facts for Norm. Instead, I have to go and tell them to coach you. Norm's like, we'll just go, that's nice. I'm leave. <laughs> I'm waiting for Bill. He's got some mail. <laughs> You're not Bill. The third story, you want to say? Coach is trying to set a new record of... Least amount of glassware broken in a month. And he's confident. Mm. Feathered the floor. So he's got a, a nice cushion. Must have taken at least, what, a dozen, Two dozen pillows. I was going to say two dozen chickens. <laughs> uh, he's filled the inside of the bar with a cushion of feathers. So that if he drops a glass, it's it's not going to break. Mm. But when he walks out from behind the bar, he's like, got feathers. Knee deep. Knee deep. <laughs> yeah. So that's quite fun. And there mm. are three running narratives. As I said, uh, Cliff's sort of jealousy plays out throughout the episode. Norm's new friend appears a few times. James Gallery as George Foley. He also appeared in Open All Night, which is the US remake of Open All Hours. Okay, I didn't mm. know there was a remake of Open All Hours. Yeah, um, I am assuming it isn't as good. Um, <laughs> uh, Laverne and Shirley, Archie Bunker's Place, New Heart, Different Strokes, St. Elsewhere, Hill Street Blues, Alf, and... He also played Father Callahan in the Salem's Lot miniseries back oh, in 79. Stephen King. Stephen King. We haven't talked about Stephen King for a while on this Yeah, podcast. let's talk about Stephen King a bit. I watched <laughs> Doctor Sleep. I enjoyed it. I have not yet. Right, that's enough Stephen King. <laughs> George Foley appears a couple of times in this episode, and one of the times when he doesn't appear, Norm is waiting for him, and Cliff's kind of like, oh, you've got to crawl him back. I just hope that I can be as delightful and effervescent a companion as you're used to. I think Cliff kind of... Uh, Asks a little bit for an apology, like an yeah. acknowledgement of this. You're not second best, pal. You're aces. Cliff, I'd be honored if you would shoot some pool with me, all right? George comes into the ring and Norm drops Cliff straight away. Uh, Gary Gershaw plays Tommy. He also played a delivery man in an episode of St. Elsewhere. Perhaps the same delivery man. It's all connected. It's all connected because of the other the, Tommy uh, from St. Elsewhere, Tommy Westfall. Yep. The hourglass, no? The. The snow. Snow globe. Are your minds blown yet? Ah, uh, they blew a while ago, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, Cliff's advice on mailman dress code has uh, carried off into St. Elsewhere. I'd like to see in St. Elsewhere it comes in and all the doctors are going, nice. <laughs> <laughs> There's that delivery man. See how he was dressed? He clearly knows the, the, the protocol. <laughs> Just using the word clavin in, in medical speech as well. <laughs> well, Cliff gives an interesting quote, hmm. which... I don't know, the more we go, we, the more we kind of see Cliff's badassery coming out a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. And Cliff says, um... Not moping. Just spend a little quiet time by myself. That's what a man is. Solitary, strong, independent. You ever hear of the lone wolf, Carla? Lone wolf, c'est moi. <laughs> man alone, needing no one. I touch no one and no one touches me. I'm a rock. I'm an island. So yeah, Cliff's taking it pretty hard. (laughs) 
So let's catch up on coaches. His record-breaking day, where he's going to try and break the record of the least amount of glasses he breaks in a month. Is that it? I think that's it, yeah. He's got seven glasses break before he wrecks his yeah. record. And he gets confident as it goes on. Yeah. There's a scene where he's just chucking glasses. He's that confident. <laughs> he just starts throwing them over his head, just purposely trying to break them, because he's like, I can make it. I've got an hour left, and I've got five I can break. And he throws three over his head. I'd say that's a punishable offence. If you're just smashing glasses on purpose. Well, you know, <laughs> quite a while ago now, we talked about um, Coach had named all of the glasses. <gasps> oh, yeah. And how carelessly he's, like, throwing these glasses <laughs> behind his head. And I'm like, that might be the Wilson brothers. <laughs> no, the Wilson brothers were, were pint <laughs> With glasses. The, the little tankards. Uh, I don't know who he threw behind his head, but he smashed somebody. <laughs> he did not care. They had a family. They've got little shot glasses at home. <laughs> if, if, if we hadn't guessed already, Coach doesn't make no. his record. Because he got too cocky and he just started smashing stuff. Yeah, but his final foil came down to a simple banana. Did he slip? He did slip. And they went, damn tropical drinks. And I guess we're back to the final and most important part of this episode. Mm -hmm. Sam and Diane's relationship and the lies that ensue. Mm. Diane calls Sam out for all of his lying. But before that, she sends him on his way, but leaves him, like, with one line or a couple of lines which echo through his conscience until he comes back every time, and she's aware he's going to come back. Once honesty leaves a relationship, the relationship is over, finished, empty. For example, if one of us were to lie to the other now, it would be a crime of the soul, a death of the spirit. So she keeps giving him these lines, and then he leaves, and she'll turn to Carl and be like, He'll be back by the end of the day. Yeah. Or he'll be back within an hour. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, I think Carla says, like, he'll be back in five minutes. <laughs> uh, and then he's back straight through the door. And Diane calls him out for lying. I mean, it doesn't go down well. And basically, they try to call each other's bluff at some point. Because Sam's like, if I want to go on a ski trip with the lads, lads, lads. Ski, ski, ski. He's <laughs> like, I'm up with the girls. You know, Diane, I might just do that. What are you going to do about it? She's like... There happens to be a certain box boy at my market. <laughs> a sinewy youth who always wants to carry my bags, if you know what I mean. <laughs> perhaps, just perhaps, I'll go over there tomorrow and not demure at his subtle yet oh-so-unequivocal advance. This, this is the moment where... Uh... Sam leaves and Carla says he'll be back in five minutes mm-hmm. and he's pretty much back straight through the door saying A box boy? <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So I don't really know what's, what happens there but I assume they're like yeah, we don't mess with each other. The whole relationship seems quite thin ice at the moment. Mm. In the last episode it ended with a fallout. This episode has ended with a fallout. Well, that's the doorbell, James, and that can only mean one thing. Trivia. It's, it's trivia, but it's not all bills. No. We've got, we've got some nice letters here. Yeah. I'll open one up. And uh, here's the question for you, James. Coach asks Norm what's shaken. How does Norm reply? It's something along the lines of all four cheeks and a couple of chins. That's dead on. Yeah. James, you know these episodes like the back of your hand. I'll give context for this. Carla got a call saying that Anne-Marie had to be held back a year at school. Mm. In order to comfort them, Coach tells Carla that he skipped some years at school. How many years did he skip? He skipped four years, which he believes is called high school. Yeah, Yeah. he he didn't go to high school. Explains a lot. Yeah. (laughs) We, uh, We find out that Coach does actually break a record. 
mm-hmm. in this episode. What record does he break? I think I've got the same one. Is it to do with a fire? It is to do with a fire. 11 consecutive days without starting a major fire. I'm guessing the last fire that was started must have been the wallet. Oh, blender. Oh, yeah, the blender got flat. <laughs> Great, she sets off a lot of fires. <laughs> Um, once Sam's whole lie about Vermont is kind of out there in the open, mm-hmm. he has a one last ditch attempt of lying to her. And I think it's probably the worst lie and most unbelievable. What lie does he give? He's a fed. He says, yeah, he says he's working for the government. <laughs> Master of the spy game. He says he's on a top secret mission. She says, you're an idiot. He says, That's my cover. <laughs> one of the complaints he gives about Diane making him drive back and forth is um, every time he's driven by the sign for Vermont mm. it now has something different written yeah. on it what does it now say? He says it, it might as well have welcome to Vermont Sam yeah Yeah. <laughs> there we go James that's the last call our final drinks at the bar don't think there are any standout drinks in this episode all we know is coach has been breaking a lot of glasses so we're going to have something that isn't in glass so we'll have to have like Tupperware. a nice what sorry? Tupperware a Tupperware <laughs> Let's take our beers to go. <laughs> Fill them with Tupperware. I've seen someone do that. That's grim. No, not with Tupperware, but, oh. um, you know, those bottles you take to the gym. Yeah. We, we went to the pub once, and before he had to get the train home, he poured his pint of beer into a gym bottle and put the lid on. Well, we won't be doing that. But what I will say is it was a nice episode. It almost reminded me of um, a Simpsons episode where there's, like, so many stories happening in Springfield. Yes. Each of our characters had their own story that's, going that's on. the episode with um, steamed hand. But it reminded me a bit of that, where they were, each character had their own little story. Nice little narrative piece. So to learn a lot about the characters through this. Mm. We found out Norm isn't necessarily a great friend to Cliff all the time, and we'll easily replace him. We found out Coach is always a record breaker, seeking thrills. And he's got no quibble about ripping some pillows apart for feathers. Mm. And we know Sam is a spy. Yeah. <laughs> By the end of this show, they'll all be spies. <laughs> Cliff is definitely sure he's a spy. Oh, uh, definitely. He knows too much. But yeah, it was a nice episode, so I don't know what we toast to, but we were toast. <laughs> there was a lot going on. Do you know what I'm going to toast to? I'm going to toast to Coach's 11-day streak of not setting fire to something. Let's have some flaming drinks. If you feel like sending in drinks request or some mail messages we'd be glad to hear them yeah so please do you can send them through on our facebook page or via our hashtag hashtag wnkyn cheers podcast that's it exactly john got there in the end <laughs> the <laughs> amount of takes we had to do for that it was ridiculous <laughs> wnykn nope <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening this has been where nobody knows your name a cheers podcast cheers